The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hi guys, welcome back. So I'm here with the lovely Sophia LePage today. She has been a big inspiration on my journey and I was going to introduce her myself, but I think the work she does for us on the planet is incredible. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode today. I think you're going to really take a lot from it. So hi, Sophia. Hi. Hi, Pippa. Oh, and hello, everyone who's listening. It's so good to be here. Yeah, so I am a NLP master practitioner, a timeline therapy master practitioner, a pace coach, a feminine embodiment coach, and a feminine leadership coach. So it's like a lot of things. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah, it's it's been the it's been a gradual um, expansion of the of my offerings and of the work that I do over the last probably five years. So these days I help women connect with their feminine energy, um, feel more juiciness, pleasure, turn on and aliveness and clear all the things that are in the way of them living the life that they want and having the love that they want. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Like what drew me to you was just, just how you flow with authenticity. Like, obviously you've been through the journey and you still work on yourself and you know you still get those triggers and you still have things that come up that need healing we all have that but you still show up through that like there's no like oh it's just the um and just the way you move and the way you're so connected to your body it's like and then when you were obviously on your health journey and I reached out to you about your health and stuff like you literally were like one of the people that I'd wake up see your post and I'd be like right I'm going for a run (laughs) like I'm gonna eat healthy today because I've just seen Sophia's page so it was always like really it was just always a it was just always an inspirational that whenever I saw you post it just it gave me that kick up the bum so I want to say thank you for that Mm. I'm really grateful for you (laughs) oh thank you yeah that's so beautiful and I'm so happy to, to receive that yeah I think for me it's been for a long part of my life not for all of my life but up until my very late twenties, I, I, I didn't do a lot of things. Like I, I stopped, I, if I didn't know for sure that I could succeed, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so I, at the, by the end of my twenties, I had so many regrets mm-hmm. of like things that I wished that I'd done that I hadn't done. And, um, it was at 29 deciding, okay, like I need to quit this story of like, I'm too old to do this, or it's too late for that. And so my husband, my ex-husband and I moved to London and it seemed like at that time, like being 29 and uprooting my whole life and starting all over again, felt like such a huge thing to do at that age. But now being 42, I'm like 29 is so young. (laughs) So I think that that really switched me into a space of it's like, let's not mess around. You know, I want to live my life to the maximum. I want to reach to my highest potential. And in order for me to do that, I have to be able to put myself in uncomfortable situations. I have to like push my edge. I have to follow through and take action instead of just like dreaming and hoping and also get to do it in a way that can be really feminine, which is not always about, you know, pushing it but having the vision, taking the aligned action, and then being able to be in a space to like relax, trust that it's coming, trust that I'm taking the right action and that it's going to come to me and be able to receive it when it does. Oh yeah, it's like having an open heart chakra, isn't it? For that receiving of being worthy of receiving as well. Because for me, I'm always in service to others and I used to think, you know, I'm open to receiving and when you just let go of all of it, you just, you, you just, 
you don't even think about it. It's not even in, and that's kind of when your manifestations happen because you've literally let go of the when, what you know, the the how. It's and it it's it, it sounds simple, but when you do start to just let go of something, it just kind of flows easier, and you then flow easier. And I think with especially with your like movement that you do, the the feminine movement and stuff, it's like one thing I used to think about was you know, putting yourself out there, like, you know, in your heels, in your dance, in your flow, and you know, you showing your body and stuff like that. And I think there's that stigma on social media of, you know, women find it triggering. And I think that's, but that's a good mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Because if, if I always say to women, if, if, if I'm triggering you, like I'm, I'm grateful and I hope you, I hope you move through it because I'm here as a little, little hurdle for you to, to get you know because I I've reached out to women in the last year I'd probably say more last year when I was separated from Chris because I was in that more of a I'm getting triggered because I'm in a situation that made me sad because I was away from Chris mm. but uh you know if a woman was online talking about something or she'd done a post and it triggered me I would I would work on it and then I'd message her and tell her and she'd and the response I got was so loving and so beautiful. And I think that's that's what I love seeing in women, especially as like a collective, is that if I was triggered by, you know, even by you, by whoever it was, if I can just reach out and be authentic and have that love received back, you know, I, you've never triggered me, but you've triggered me in a good way, like a, like a, a positive thing where like I said I've seen you post and I'm like right I need to go eat healthier and go for a run it's like that's that's the that's the key isn't it if you if you're showing up authentically you are helping someone in so many ways that you don't even know yeah yeah that's right and I think it's it I love your your view on triggers and I I share that also I feel like a trigger is always just giving us a, or whoever's being triggered the the information about where there's something that's unexpected unexpressed in within the self so where there's possibility to be that thing also that you're seeing in someone else and i feel like when we can see triggers as instead of like oh this means they have something that i don't have and and i'm never going to get it that also allows for such healing of the sisterhood wound right Mm -hmm. it allows for women to come back together it allows for us to put ourselves in places with people who are further along than we are that's something that i'm loving just we've just relocated to um, my husband and i to austin in texas and i'm putting myself in rooms with women who are much further ahead in their businesses than i am or in their lives than i am in some ways and in other ways i may be further ahead and because I'm able to navigate that that trigger space of like seeing another woman doing something that I want to do, feel excited about and celebrate her and also feel like the excitement about, oh, this is evidence of what I can also do and this is inspiring me to move towards that. And if there's any trigger that comes up, I'm like, okay, well, where am I not owning what I want? Where am I not embodying that where am I not stepping into it and why am I not if I'm not you know because there often we can have like so many stories about why x y or z isn't possible for us now or later or ever yeah it's so true because I remember when it was years ago when I first started my spiritual journey I would see like spiritual teachers and I would get triggered and be like you know the same kind of mindset of I'm not where they are I'll never be where they are. I've started too late. You know, uh, you know, I'm doing similar things to them. And it's the same kind of thoughts. But now I think, no, like these people that I follow that do have loads of followers, that do have books, that do have courses, that have Mm -hmm. all these things that I desire is the fact that actually they did it. Why can't I do it? And the thing is, Sophia, Pippa, whoever, you have a unique expression we all have a unique DNA. We all have a unique blueprint. So that's the that's the key, isn't it? That's the whole point. Like none of us, a lot of our work is overlapped because we know our truth. We know the universal truth. So we're expressing it in our way, how we see it in our perspective. And that's the point is that we all see life slightly different because of how we've been brought up, uh, our surroundings, our culture, you know, our beliefs, uh, you know, our husbands, our wives, our children. So you bring such a uniqueness to to your work and to life and whatever you do in this world. So 
now these spiritual teachers when I see them and I'm like oh they're you know they're doing so well they've got this they've got that I'm like I'm I can have that I'm worthy of that that's available to me it's it's unlimited it's there's no limits to it so it was definitely a big quantum shift for me when I kind of went from oh I'm never going to get there I'm too far behind you know it's and it's not about getting first in the race it's about enjoying the journey you know and like I've noticed that with walking and running you know because I'm always in the car going to get the kids or you know because I'm in this new country I've, I've moved to New Zealand as my listeners know and I think when I'm running or walking or even now bike riding, I'm seeing things that I'm like, I've never seen that. Like, it's just a lovely house, mm-hmm. a lovely tree, a park. And that's the thing with with life. If you rush it, if you're doing a thousand miles an hour down a road, down a path, you're going to miss all the things down it. Where if you just take your time, you know, I, I now know that I, I really want to write a book. I have several books I'd like to write, but I don't know what they're going to be like. I don't know what they're going to say. But I know it's all about timing. I know it's like I'm 32. I might end up becoming an author when I'm 50. I don't know. And I'm just letting go of that. So I did I did see the article that you actually posted on Facebook about you, you know, you being the eight, the number 42, which is your age, but that actually doesn't, you know, even mean anything and that you actually don't look that. You actually look like you're in your late 20s. So it's, <laughs> it's just like, I think the stigma around women getting older as well there's this kind of i don't know if you if you if you've noticed this is like oh you know when you hit 40 it's oh it's downhill when you hit it's just it's everything's about numbers isn't it everything's about yeah these midlife crises or you know it's and then you've just literally done it in a natural way because you're so connected to yourself and you're looking after yourself and you are you love yourself yeah yeah and i think that's a really big part of it and i also feel like there are just it's like whatever we believe is what we create. So in NLP, we talk about this as like, and you've probably heard of this, everyone, like limiting beliefs, right? We call them also limiting decisions in um, NLP because in order to have a belief, you have to decide that you're going to have that belief. So before you have a belief, you have make a decision to believe it. So we do a lot around like clearing limiting decisions and our beliefs around aging are often limiting decisions because what, you know, our cells regenerate completely, right? Every seven years. So why should we suddenly after 40 start aging in this way? Why should we start aging at whatever point, you know, there we have, and our, our unconscious mind holds the blueprint of perfect health. So we have already the blueprint within us of perfect health. We have cells that will support us to continue and stay young um, as long as we want. Um, And it's only our beliefs around, well, this is what's going to happen that creates that. So if we can change our beliefs, and I was really fortunate to read a book when I was in my teen years that would talked about this about actually about beliefs around aging and how they're just our beliefs and i really accepted it like i read it and i accepted it. And i was like yeah this is just I, i'm choosing not to believe this and i've never feared aging i haven't you know i still i look a lot younger than what i am um and it, i think a lot of it has to do with um, with that. And the other piece of it is that I've also done a lot of, like you said, I'm really connected with my body and I've done a lot of feminine embodiment work and a lot of emotional clearing work, a lot of energy clearing work. I feel like the more we're holding things, we're holding on to stagnant energy, we're holding on to suppressed emotions. That's so aging. So it's like clearing all of that out, right? It's like keeping your energy young. And then that your energy is what feeds the cells. So if you keep your energy young and fresh and clear, then that's also going to express itself physically. And you know this, right? You're, you're an energy healer. So this is, yeah, this is the, you know, another piece of the puzzle. And the final piece is, yeah, taking it's like whatever you want to do okay whatever you age you are today is a perfect day to begin yeah 
I love that. Again, <laughs> I think there is that uh, fear with women about getting older and getting, you know, saggy boobs and getting, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just, why does it, why is that, is that true? Well, no, it's like, if you don't believe that about yourself, like I stopped wearing a bra about three years ago because it just used to aggravate me, like just because I've got quite big boobs and it was just, it used, it used to aggravate me. I'd get sores here and mm. oh, I just, I woke up one day and I said, my body doesn't want to wear a bra anymore. And I honoured that. And I remember like my mum saying, oh, you'll get saggy boobs. Because again, you know, just just the things that people say because they're conditioned that way. And she didn't mean it in a nasty way. It's just, and then other people like friends would say, oh, you, you need to wear a bra to support your boobs. And I'm like, what did we do a thousand years ago? We used to just have, <laughs> but we didn't have bras. Like we're, you know, and I'm not saying to women don't wear a bra. It's it's your choice. But for me, it just, and I, like I wear sports bras, you know, because I, I run and stuff for support. But it was so freeing. Like women say to me, oh, at the end of the day, the best feeling is just taking your bra off. And I say to them, imagine that feeling 24 <laughs> seven. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's like there's always a, I'll feel happier when my bra's taken off. No, why don't you just feel happy with your bra off consistently? It's like, I was chatting to a client yesterday about this, about that happiness. She said, I just want to be happy. So I was like, so I just picked my slipper up and I said, so here's happiness. You know, that's, that's not, you don't pick up happiness. I was like, happiness is about, it's everything that's coming in, into your, into your vision. It's the inside, it's how you feel on an inside feeling. And it's the same with, I'll be happy when I've got bigger boobs. I'll be happy when I've got mm. you know younger skin. I'll be happy when my hair's at this length. And we're constantly as women looking for the next thing to make us feel more beautiful, make us feel more sexier and I think but you've got all that tool within you you've literally got everything you need within you yeah that's right and you know it's 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 I feel like it's a balancing point because the feminine um if we think about the nature of of the feminine which is feminine energy is receiving energy it's the energy that is masculine energy is penetrative energy right so there's a deep desire a deep longing of the feminine to be filled Mm -hmm. to to receive so there but then there's like the balancing that with like the presence with what you already have right here, right now, the gratitude and the happiness for what's already here, because there's so much to be grateful for, no matter what your circumstances are. Like even just being alive is something, you know, to be grateful for. There's many things is great. Be grateful for the air that you breathe, be grateful for the sun on your skin. Like, it's not like you can only be grateful if you have like millions of dollars in the bank, you know? And um, so it's like holding, like how I speak about it with my clients is like holding the gratitude for what you have in the same, at the same time as holding the desire for and the excitement for the other things that are coming Mm. so that way it's not coming from the place like that scarcity or that place of lack or that place of like i need this in order to be happy it's like i'm already happy and what other exciting stuff can i add on top of that it's gonna make it even more juicy and yummy and but it's like the frequency of more not the frequency of this will get me to just enough yeah, and it kind of, I'm wanting to bring up the whole, you know, everything now is about get bigger lips, get bigger boobs, mm-hmm. have Botox, you know, and I, obviously the celebrities in our world are kind of portraying that as well. But I think it, again, it's around about the, the money. It's about, you know, generating the money. But I think it's it's a pain point, isn't it? You know, these, mm. these companies are doing what, you know, as a marketing strategy is going to a woman's pain point. Oh, have you, uh, you know, no, are you not happy with these small boobs? Come in and have a boob job. And it's like, I'm, it's not that I'm not against it. It's just that I think if women could just look at themselves and say, I'm, I'm just perfect how I am. It's like, I remember f- about five years ago, I was in a toxic relationship and I remember like I was going to the gym all the time. I was my skinniest. I was like, I'd lost loads of weight. And I found the picture on, that I took of myself in the mirror. And my body looks great, but I was so unhappy. I was like, so unhappy. Yeah. You could tell I was just like, I wasn't beaming like I am now. I was just really, really like, just I felt dark, like I just wasn't happy. 
And I was on my spiritual journey, but very early on. And I think to myself, but even then, when I looked in the mirror, I wasn't happy with where I was. So it kind of reminded me that even though like my body shape now isn't where I want it to be, I'm still honoring it and giving it love and giving it gratitude and saying how much I just adore my body. And it's that's the key. Again, I'll be happy when I'm at this weight. I'll be happy when I'm at this figure. It's like, no, I'm happy now in the figure that I'm mm. in and whatever my body's changing every day. Again, you mentioned, Sophia, like your cells are changing like every seven years, but you don't realize that you're a different person every time you wake up because you've just, your body's generated overnight, you know, especially with women with your cycle, like you're consistently changing. So just wake up and you might feel a bit icky, you know, when I'm during my period, I'm like, oh, I just feel, I can feel it. I feel blah, but it's just honoring the fact that this is part of my cycle. It's okay. I'm loved, I'm supported, you know, what do I need? What What does my body need? So it's honoring that I need something in different days. So, yeah, and I just think with all this stuff out there now is it just, you know, women just, you know, having all these different things done to themselves and, you know, I would never get anything done. I would personally, I would never have anything that was artificial put in me because I don't want that in my body. I've been given this vessel, I chose this vessel because it was meant for me in this lifetime so I don't want to change it I don't want to alter it in that way but I do I do feel for the women who can't look at themselves in the mirror and see how beautiful they are or see them how I would see them Mm, yeah 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 I had I went through it in for many years like had such uh, body image issues and struggled with eating disorders and like you know weight fluctuations and um I remember like just you know looking in the mirror and just only being able to see what I didn't like like I had no and people would say like I'd have partners they'd be like oh you're so beautiful or anything like this and I just think well you're just saying that because you love me like and I just couldn't believe it or I would I I had, I even went to therapy at one point and the therapist had me circle, like they had these um, diagrams of different shaped women, like at different weights. And she said, circle the one that you are. And I circled one. And then she said to me, you're not that one. You're this other one that was slimmer than that. And I just thought she was making it up. I was just like, oh, she's just saying that because like, she's just trying to get trick me into thinking that like it was just yeah. like she had no so there complex, was no reason yeah. you know like for her to have that agenda at all um and it was so many things that i had to do to to get through that but a big realization i had um some years ago maybe only like f- three three years ago perhaps was i I was on a mushroom, solo mushroom journey, mm-hmm. um, magic mushrooms. And I was like with my body and suddenly I'm like, wow, like you're amazing. Like you have done so much for me and you're pretty healthy and you get me around and you're pretty strong. Mm-hmm. You may not look exactly, exactly how I want, but you, you like get me through life. And I thought, gosh, like, and I've been so mean to you, like so mean. And I thought if, if you were a child and I spoke to you, like I speak to you, how would you grow? You know, would you really be able to reach your full potential with the child grow up and have all these issues? And I was like, that, that child is not going to thrive. And I, and I had that moment of, what might be possible if instead of criticizing you, instead of hating you, instead of picking out all the things that are wrong with you or that I perceive to be wrong with you, that I actually loved you and celebrated you and like, you know, encouraged you and enjoyed you, what might be possible then? Like, how might I, how might I be able to ha- experience even more health? You know, how might I be able to reach like kind of get to my optimal space right for that's optimal for my body that's healthy not just being skinny but like healthy and vibrant for my body if I was speaking to you in this really loving way and treat and you know nourishing you with love eating healthily because I love you not because I'm I don't want to be fat or I'm like punishing myself 
And that was such a turning point for me in my relationship with my body, in my relationship with pleasure, in my relationship with presence, Mm -hmm. in my relationship with life, like being able to experience more pleasure in my life um, in general. And it, yeah, and it shifted so many things for me. It freed up so much energy. And after that is when then, you know, once I decided to shift up my diet, it Mm -hmm. all happened very, very quickly for me getting into kind of like the best shape I feel like I've ever been in, but it's not really about that. It's more about like, it didn't even matter before that. Cause I was like, I feel really good, you know? And Probably yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I had the feeling first. And then there was a point where I was like, okay, now I'd like my body to match up with that feeling. And it was, it happened really easily. And because I had the, you know, I, I was doing it from a loving space. And that I think is so important. And I, I really wish that every woman could experience that because I do feel like we've grown up in such a society that's put so much emphasis mm-hmm. on the physical for women. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, like some of the most beautiful women I know, it's not, a, it's not their outward beauty that makes them beautiful. It's really not. It's their inner beauty that shines through, that makes them radiant, that has them be that woman that you're like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I feel amazing in your presence. And, you know, it's such a joy to be with you. That's real beauty to me. Yeah, I always kind of go back to nature, how like, do you think like lionesses kind of look at another lioness and go, oh, you've got nicer paws than me and your tail's better than me it's like no they're just existing because their dharma is to exist and survive and it's you know it's it's same with men you know do you think the the male lions obviously they have standoffs and fights to take the women but it's you know i think as a human species we're just so complex and then we look at someone else and think oh you've got a figure i want so it's you know that comparison and and not having that own inner love for yourself and it's 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 hard. Like I, I'm not going to sit here and say you can wake up tomorrow and absolutely love yourself. It did, you know. It takes consistent work and it takes consistent love. Like it's. If I say to people, you know, imagine like when you start dating someone and you just like you say, I'm so in love with them and like you feel that love for that person. But the thing is, my spiritual teacher Wayne Dyer says you can't give away what you don't have. So if someone was to squeeze you what would come out of you? And I always think, you know, for me, I want it to be love and kindness and joy and peace. And it's thinking like, but if you're full of hatred and bitterness and resentment and jealousy, it's like that those emotions, just saying those emotions right now actually just makes me go, oh, it, they're just, they're just like, I think they're meant to be low vibrational tones when you say them. Like if you say the word anger, it's like, oh, but if you say love, it's like, Oh, love. It's just, you start to see the different emotions and how it is about healing, isn't it? Like, you know, the self-love journey is about healing. And like we mentioned earlier, the triggers and trauma, it's all those things weigh you down. And when you start to let go, and one big thing that I can recommend, and you probably do this as well, Sophia, is forgiveness. Like forgiveness is a huge Mm. part of letting go and letting that heaviness out of your body. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and, it's one of those things where like I've had a, you know, client say, well, if I forgive this person or, you know, if I forgive myself, I'm just condoning it. Like I'm making it okay. And I don't agree. It's not about that. It's just, it's like forgiveness is a, is something that you do that just, it clears the energy. It just sets you free. And it's just kind of like, for me, forgiveness why I think forgiveness is so hard in our society is because it, there's so much judgment yeah. and where we've grown up in a society that's taught us judgment keeps us safe. Mm. So if we judge something that we're taking a stand for where the opposite of that, mm. right? So it's like, I judge X because I am not like that. And so it's how we, how people have learned to kind of like find the people that are you know, similar to them, because it's like joining together based on what, if your judgments aligned, which most people call values, (laughs) right? Values and morals, which are actually 
just your judgments a lot of the time. And so we grow, we're in this very judgmental society. So forgiveness does not go with judgment because forgiveness comes from empathy and compassion. And if you're judging, there's not compassion or empathy there. And I think that it's really important as part of us setting ourselves free of as part of us as part of also creating a world where people feel safe Mm -hmm. to be themselves and you know you talked a lot about like authenticity and being your authentic self if you live in a world of judgment where you're judging or you're fearing being judged or other people are judging it's very hard to feel safe to be yourself so being able to anchor into empathy mm-hmm. and compassion, understanding that, you know, people are coming with all their, mm-hmm. like their trauma, their past, their wounding, their, their past lives, their inner child, their, the way they were parented, the thing, the stories that they heard, the beliefs that they've accepted, the emotions they've suppressed is creating them to be in a certain way and to mm-hmm. kind of react in their lives in a certain way until they become conscious of these things. So much happening in the un- unconscious that they're not aware of. That's when we can, when we understand that, then we get to not take it so personally. And then we can, we get to forgive mm. and we get to forgive ourselves also for the times, you know, cause we've all, I, I was like a super judger. Yes, <laughs> in was my past. <laughs> so judgmental. I was like the most judgmental and so hard on myself, super critical, mm. you know, super judged myself more than anybody else judged me. And it wasn't until I, um, had an affair and blew up my my first marriage and had to kind of like come out the other side of that and go whoa what did I do yeah, and carry, also carrying guilt and shame with it as well I was going to mention like women carry so much guilt and shame in the body yeah yeah exactly and and also like having to go well am I really a terrible person I don't think I am I don't, I, I you know, I didn't necessarily make the best choices, but I was like, but I did that. Like I had to realize at some point, I did that from a place of pain. I did that from a place of not knowing there was a different choice. I did that from a place of not, not having, you know, a feeling totally trapped in my life, yeah. feeling completely disempowered, feeling helpless, feeling totally lost, totally confused. And so I'm, I did the best that I could at the time. And my best wasn't that great. Yeah. But it, it, on the other side of that, it's like, well, am I going to beat myself up up about this forever? Or am I going to learn from this? Am I going to grow? Am I going to forgive myself uh, and move forward and do better? And that's what I decided to do. And and I'm really grateful I did because if, if I didn't, I certainly wouldn't be here today with you and I wouldn't be doing the work that I do and I wouldn't have created such a safe space for so many women who feel like they've messed up in their lives and they've done these things and they're carrying all that guilt and shame to be able to be like, oh, wait, actually, maybe there's a way through this. You know, maybe I can become stronger and better. Maybe there's a gift in this. And, and that I think is really important. Yeah. In life. There's a quote that I heard ages ago and you probably might have heard it before. It's forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds that to the heel that has crushed it. So it's just Mm. about like, you know, it's so beautiful. It's just, that's just so beautiful how you say it. And it always, it reminds me of something that I, kind of connect to every day is about you can only meet people as deeply as you've met yourself so if you are forgiving yourself and doing the forgiveness and the non-judgmental work it's it's for me like I'm always trying to go deeper within myself so I can help my clients on a deeper level because again that's where the kind of the big shifts happen and holding on to non you know not forgiving others is you hear it all the time don't you well they did this and that's just not excusable and but the thing is deep down they want to forgive them because they don't want to sit around with those those emotions anymore because they are eating them alive literally you know I have clients coming in for hypnosis and I'm sat with them for hours talking about their life story and you can tell when they first come in they're like they just tell me the little bits and bobs about the life and then we get into the real nitty-gritty about 
affairs and and uh, you know things are done wrong or just anything traumatic stuff abuse things like that and that's when kind of it starts to really come out and that's why mm-hmm. you know creating that safe space for them is something that I'm really passionate about but I think forgiveness for me is probably one of the most important tools to have in your life because I think we all like you said you mentioned earlier about your beliefs and you make the choice to believe those things so again you have a choice to forgive you have a choice to let go you have a choice to surrender you have a choice to love and we all came here to learn and if you can imagine anything that's happened to you whether it's something you did that you think's wrong or someone that someone's done to you it's you start to look at it from a whole different perspective of, well, I chose that and this person's meant to help me grow. And you start to see it from such a light loving perspective. And then there's a quote from the Bible that Wayne always says, he says, forgive them for they know only what they do. It's like, Mm. they only know what they they know how to do from the conditions of their life. You don't know how they were brought up. You don't know what their belief systems are. You don't know what their, if they are boundaries. So you just kind of have more compassion for people and you think, okay, that person said something mean to me and it triggered me. It made me It made me angry, but I allowed them to make me angry. So I can step away from that now and say, why did I let them, why did they allow them to make me angry? So you just start to own and honor your own journey and that no one can make you feel anything you don't want to feel. So, you know, and it goes, and then like obviously with forgiveness it comes in the ego. And I say, I always say the ego's default is being offended. So it's, it's constantly looking <laughs> to be offended and uh, yeah. <laughs> social media is the best place to, the best place to go, I think, because I actually posted, was it yesterday? I was like, you know, let's stop using social media as a, as a platform to project because you see it all the time. You see it on comments, on posts, on stories. And you can you can you can feel how someone's feeling, like you know they're in pain, you know that they're angry, you know that they're in resentment, and they're using social media as an outlet to projection instead of going to the mirror or going to the journal, going into nature. So I think now more than ever is ego's going wild because it's got this platform of social media where it can just constantly be offended. Yeah, it's like full of backseat drivers. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And that, and I think, you know, it's like, yeah, that is the, the part of, of when, when someone feels disempowered Mm -hmm. is it's much easier to, yeah, like say point the finger and make somebody else the, the, um, the, the reason, right. Mm -hmm. For feeling this, this way. Like I remember years ago, just, before I ever had really done any emotional work. And I was such a, I always felt like I was just cool all the time, just chill Mm. all the time. Like nothing bothered me. Mm. People would do stuff and I'd just be like, it's fine. And I was just so disconnected from my emotions. And then it would be like, at some point, the littlest thing and I would just explode like volcano. Mm-hmm. And it was never about that thing. It was about all the times where I had actually like, you know, overridden my own boundaries, not honored what I needed, not spoke up for what I needed, um, not even believed that I was worthy of needing anything. You know, it was all really about me and how I had betrayed myself. And then whoever was there in that moment was the scapegoat for my rage that was I didn't have the capacity to um or the tools to process Mm -hmm. and to and and I I didn't it was too big for me to look at Mm -hmm. you know and and I think that this is the thing is like we do have choice we always have choice but if we are living unconsciously then we we are just reacting Mm -hmm. and until we we um, incorporate tools to make the unconscious conscious and to switch up and clear the debris so we're not, then we get the choice to respond mm. because once we've healed, we're less triggered, right? Mm. <laughs> we're, we've healed a lot of the stuff that leads us to, 
to project and be triggered and do all this stuff. Then we can actually choose to respond differently. And that's when we get freedom in our lives. And that's when we have choice, really. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. When you mentioned reacting and responding, the ego wants to react and the high self wants to respond because I always say, I work with a lot of couples as well. And my partner and I do a lot of couple work because of the consciousness and things. I remember saying to, you know, clients that the issue with a lot of relationships now is communication. We listen to respond instead of listening to understand. And Mm. I created this thing, this two minute rule where it was like, if you have to have this chat with your partner, you know, it can kind of escalate into an argument quite quickly because you're trying to get your point across. And instead of listening to your partner, you're like trying to get in what you want to say. You know, I've been there plenty of times with ex-partners and you're not having that, you know, respect with each other. So I say to clients now, set your timer for two minutes or three minutes, whatever you feel, and you have two minutes to speak and your partner act, you know, active. This this can be any with friends, colleagues, and you get two minutes to speak and that other person has to actively listen to you. You don't say a word and then they have two minutes and you just keep switching like a ping pong match until it's resolved because otherwise you're trying to get your point across and that's why the voices kind of escalate and you start to shout and then you're like well and you rock off and you get huffed and it's just and then it ends up being days and days and you end up falling out for days so we've all been there but you know I'm, I'm much more open now about how I feel and you know my partner and I will check in every day of how we're feeling and uh you know and and how can we support each other that day and yeah so that's kind of like helping people to just communicate in more of a a loving way and compassionate way mm. because the ego is like it's like it's like when someone points the finger at you it's like it reminds me of my old dog we had a family dog and you used to point at him and you wouldn't say anything and he'd go and he'd growl at you and it's like I'm not even I just used to point at him and I always use this example <laughs> with clients I say it's like when you point the finger at someone to blame someone the ego kind of spikes up defense mode to go how dare you da, da, da. so it's the same with like when I used to point at my old dog. So it's like, if you just don't point the finger, because I think the whole level of awareness and consciousness, it's not even about blame. It's not about blaming the other. It's not about blaming yourself. There is no one to blame. It's all divine happening. It's it's a divine intervention for you to grow. And that's kind of when you start to realize you just don't, because I remember I'm reading Wayne Dyer's daughter's book, Serena, because I just love his work. And then, she says they weren't allowed to say the B word in their house, which was, wasn't was bitch, it was blame. <laughs> and uh, so they could never blame siblings. They could never say, it was he made me do this or she made me do that. Mm. And it's such a powerful tool to bring into your, your home with with family, with friends, with with kids and cousins and whoever. But I did I read that once about, you know, if you can move, take blame out of your, out of your consciousness, just and honor the fact that I'm feeling this way because of that, or I'm feeling this way because of something that happened or, and one thing as well with feminine embodiment, which I've really found uh, quite profound is the people pleasing. So I used Mm. to then, I used to say, yes, yes. I was a yes woman. Yes, yes, yes. And then I started to then go, no. And then explain myself. But now I say, I don't really feel that but I hope you have a great time or can I get back to you on that? You know, I always, now I just kind of, it's so funny. Like I was always the organizer. I was always the one who kept in touch with everybody. I still am like that. Cause I like keeping in touch with people. Uh, but I think with, with me, it was more about honoring what do I feel in that moment and just giving myself that time to sit with it. And if it's something I don't fancy doing, I don't have to do it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a, such a huge one, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and it it is, it's it's such a it's such a practice to say no without explanation, mm. or to say, I'm I'm going to check in about that later. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, yeah. I've told clients about it, and they sat there like they've had a reiki session, and a lot of it comes up for them about you know not letting friends down and and things like that and I've told them to just say why don't you just next time someone asks you to do something why don't you just say thank you for that offer can I get back to you on that and they go oh yeah I didn't think of that because you feel like you have to give a yes or no there and then it's like you don't have to do anything it's like you don't have to have an answer there and then it's 
take us i mean obviously if it's you know if it's an event tomorrow or something just say can i get back to you an hour or so go sit with it go go meditate go even if it's just something so small just think oh you know sometimes i want to have a night in with my partner sometimes i want to mm. go and watch netflix for a little bit i'll watch a show i'll play my game i'll read a book so it's or have a bath it's just honoring what honoring what you and i used to be a huge fomo fear of missing out so I would like want to say yes to everything because I felt like if I didn't go, I'd miss out or I'd miss something. So now I just sit with and I honor myself and go, no, nothing, nothing will pass me by. That's meant for me. Yeah, exactly. And and what's even more challenging sometimes is if you've said yes to something and then when it comes to it and you're like, oh, actually, like I've had this in the past where you know, I got my moon or something. And then I just was having, it was just a heavy day where I just couldn't go and feeling like such, Mm. oh God, like I have to say, and I'm going to explain how terrible I'm feeling so much guilt and imagining that they're like, she didn't come. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When at the end of the day, or they're like, okay, great. Thanks for taking care of you. That's something that we... It was a master storyteller, like it tells you these stories that they're going to be saying X, Y, Z. It's like, no, they're not. It's not, yeah. it's not true. In my friendship group, we have like, we, we just say to each other, if someone it, it pulls out of something or says no, or can't come or whatever, it's like, thanks. We just go, okay, great. Thanks for taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just a really beautiful way to respond. And, and it also opens a space, right? Because Again, it's like we don't want to, I think it's much more beautiful and abundant when we're doing stuff from a space of desire and overflow rather than expectation and and sort of obligation because, you know, no, it's not, it doesn't really feel good to receive things Mm -hmm. that have been given with kind of like that resentment or you know obligation it's it's got like a real heavy energy to it it's just not nice like it just doesn't feel good but when someone is giving from that space of overflow and abundance it feels so good to receive that and the more that we honor our no and make sure that we're like filling our own cup and taking care of ourselves the more we're able to give from that space of 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 genuine giving not just like transactional of like well i'll do this for you so that you do this for me which doesn't uh, it's just not a good energy yeah i was thinking that's like kind of the the energy i used to be in is like i used to just because i've always been a very caring compassionate love helping people I used to love having my friends around after school like having dinner and you know so i always used to think well i'm helping you out like you should do the same for me and then as I started to heal and became more spiritual in the last like five years, it was like actually just doing it because I want to do it because it makes me feel good in that service to others. And that I know that I will be, you know, re- I will receive in, in ways I can't even imagine. So you just stop, you know, I think with, with a lot of us as well as a, as a species is that we have high expectations of everything. We have high expectations of work, of partners, of friends, of everything. And when you lower your expectations, it doesn't mean you're lowering your standards. It doesn't mean you're lowering what you desire. It just means you're letting go of an expectation because you really don't know what's going to happen. Like I had, I won't say an expectation. I had a vision of how my life in New Zealand would look because I was obviously 18 months waiting for it because my partner was already here. And I used to meditate and visualize myself with him, with my stepchildren, doing all these different things. Since being here, it's been a completely different thing. It's been better than I imagined. It's been completely, you know, obviously a lot of it is similar to what I, vis- I visualized, but that's the point of letting go of the the finer details and, and just allowing it to happen because it's, you just really don't know. We, and that's the thing with the unknown. We Unknown is if you're a control freak, the unknown is the worst thing for you because you want to control the known where I'm like, now I just try and let go of the, un- of all of it. I've, I've lit, we, we don't have control over anything, nothing. Like we literally don't, we don't have control over anything. So if you can just mm-hmm. kind of, I, I remember uh, Wayne talking about this on a, on a video. He said, if you imagine driving your car at, late at night, it's dark, pitch black, you have your headlights on, you can only see 200 yards ahead of you. So just live life like that. 
you know, just what's in front of you now, the present moment, like you mentioned earlier. So there's like, there's so much to it, isn't there? There's so much to it and there's so many layers to it. But I think it is about not seeing your healing journey as a quick fix. Because again, Mm. we're in a society now where everything's quick, isn't it? Like next day delivery, you know, fast food. There's just, you know, there's just everything's quick, quick, quick. Where I think that's why we've got to bring back to the healing journey of the healing journey is lifelong and being patient with it. Yeah. And I think that there are moments in time and times where it goes faster and times where it can appear to be like a snail's pace. Mm -hmm. And it's just trusting. Like I know, um, I, I remember like before I met, um, my current, my husband, not my current, my current husband, my (laughs) husband, (laughs) there will not be another one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, and just I'd done so much uh, work, personal work by that time of healing and looking at my patterns. And I was like, God, how long is it going to take? Like, you know, it's just taking forever. Like it's this many years I've been single and, 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 you know, the, the clock is ticking and, 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 and then once I sort of released that, um, that anxiety around knowing when, and just trusted that it was going to happen when it was going to happen. And then I'd done all the work and was doing all the work that I needed to do, taking all the action that I needed to take and actually came to the point of even being completely like sort of even feeling like if I never actually met anyone, like that would be fine. And I would have a great life no matter what. That's it. It was literally a week later that we, we're together (laughs) so it it can be you know and and i know other women who have ended relationships in their you know late 30s or in their 40s or whatever and they're like oh my god and i want to have kids and Mm -hmm. la 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 and all this stuff and like the clock's ticking and it's going to take years before and they're probably not going to have kids now and then they they do the work and then they meet someone and they're married and they have kids in a year like it, it can happen fast and there are moments in time where or it's like something you've struggled with for your whole life and then all of a sudden like you find one thing you do something and then suddenly it's like gone and so I I feel like it's also like having that and not being attached to how it's going to look like it could be fast or it could be slow but whatever it is it's going to be perfect and you're not going to miss anything you know because it's all as long as you're taking action your life is going to unfold in as it's meant to or maybe not as it's meant to i don't know if i even believe that but it's like it's going to unfold beautifully and perfectly for you as long as you're taking action and we can't control the timing but we can control how we show up every day and how we what we're focused on and 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 you know how we feel about ourselves as we're doing all those things that's what we have control over we don't have control over what happens outside of us yeah it's cho- it's choosing you isn't it like that's the con- mm-hmm. you have control over choosing you every day and and you know, I know a lot of women who don't put themselves first. They find that really hard and difficult. And I just say, you know, I used to feel guilty for putting myself first. I used to feel it like, especially when I used to say no to people or like I'd let them down or, you know, I'd, I'd change my mind. I think that's honoring that and knowing that by doing that, you're actually setting an example for other women too and other people mm-hmm. in your life. And that's that's one thing people would compliment me for is that I do stand in my truth and I, I am authentic with with what I need. And especially like, for example, when I'm due on my period, like the first day I can't, I can't function. I'm like, I need a day of rest. I'm in a lot of pain. I kind of get a lot of the, uh, just, just pain, but not like, it's not excruciating. It's kind of like, it's not like birth, but it's, it's, it's painful. So mm. I may have a client that day and I have to honor the fact that I I could not send someone through hypnosis when I'm in that much pain. It's just honor. And I, I used to feel so guilty. I used to feel it. And now I just say, I'm actually setting an example for my client too. And I say that to them when I send them a voice note. I said, I'm just honoring myself today because it's what I need. And 
if I knew what day I was on every month, I wouldn't book a client in that day, you know, but it's different every month, as you know. So yeah, that's a big thing for me, I think for women too, is honoring yourself and choosing you and and waking up of a morning and saying, what does Pip need today? Before anyone else, because I know, especially with, with mums and I've got stepchildren now. So it's like, you know, you need to put your kids first too. And I get that. But if, if you're not putting yourself first as a mother or a father, you know, they're not getting the best out of you, are they? So it's the same with your friends and your clients and your family. It's that putting your own oxygen mask on before helping others. Mm, I love that. Mm. Yeah, so true. I know. So before we finish, I've all got three more questions. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up before I ask you your questions? No, I feel like we've covered so many things. It's (laughs) It's been so so good. good. (laughs) (laughs) So people kind of know what questions are coming. It's so funny. So the first one is, if you had a magic wand, how would you use it to save our world? Well, if I had a magic wand, I would use it to um, give everybody um, a deep connected relationship with their unconscious, because I feel like if everybody had their conscious mind and their unconscious mind integrated, then they would be able to access the their inner truth and they'd be able to operate from a space that was free of triggers and free of traumas and and you know take really aligned and beautiful action in the world so i feel like that would make the biggest difference in the world yeah that everyone's answer has been so different that's why i love asking (laughs) like correlate all the answers it's just such that again it's your unique self that's what you bring to the world that's why i ask these questions the uh, second question is what are three things people can do right now to raise their consciousness um one is to um make the unconscious conscious so clear your trauma clear your emotions and um give yourself more choice in your life um another one is get more connected to your body um, because the more connected you are to the body the more present you are and the more present you are the more conscious you become and the third is to find uh to like just find the way that is the most beautiful and easy for you to connect to your higher self so don't get caught up in like i have to sit and meditate Mm. in silence for 30 minutes for me going for a run in the morning and like I don't put on any music or anything I just am out running with nothing and that for me is my meditation and it and that's where I get like a lot of great downloads and and for me movement is like a meditative thing so yeah yeah, yeah, there's no set way, is there? Like, there's no like people say meditation can just be like gazing at a plant, gazing at a. Doesn't have to be sat there with your arms crossed in your mudra. Right. It's like it could be. Anything. I cannot do that. <laughs> well, I could, but I don't want to. It's I don't not a find comfortable thing for me. I know it's about discipline, <laughs> but like sitting there with like you, I'm just like I, my hands want to move. Like I want to just I want to flow and move my body around. It's like, so it's finding your flow, isn't it? And that's the whole point, mm-hmm. isn't it? There's no perfect way. Yeah exactly so the third question is if you had the world at your attention right now every single person on the planet what would you say to them i would say you are enough mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love that just uh, everyone's I, I think i'm going to try and like get all the interviews i've done and just like write down what everyone would have said to the world and just post it and be like this is what because imagine if you did, like I always think that, imagine if you just could wake up and have the world all look at you and what would you say to them in that time? And, you know, some people would listen, some people wouldn't, but I think, you know, what you, I think it's, I ask the question because I always say to people that I meet and people I interview is what you do matters and what you have mm. to say matters. And that reminds me that what I have to say and do matters as well. And anyone listening today is like what you do matters and that everyone's unique purpose is different and dharma is different and to follow Mm. it you know just because i'm doing something and sophia's doing something and your friend's doing something else doesn't mean you have to do that it's as long as it makes sense to you that's all that matters isn't it 
Exactly. We need all kinds of people and all kinds of gifts to make this world amazing. Yeah. 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 So I've loved chatting to you today and I wish I could talk to you for much longer. And <laughs> I know you've given me all the links for people to find you. Where where do you hang out most on social media? Uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The two main places. I need to get there. brushed up on TikTok. I haven't really done a lot on it. It's a great place to grow fast. Okay. Yeah. 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 That maybe I start to do that. It's just all videos, isn't it? Reels and things, and mm. yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> it's time. Maybe it's time. Divine timing. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I've really appreciated your time. Thank you so much for having me, Pippa. It's been beautiful. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our chat, guys. And if you have any questions, please reach out to both of us. As always, share this with your family and your friends. And if you could service today for us would be to leave a five-star review thanks so much guys take care bye we spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time i'm kelly sullivan walden and as a dream expert and best-selling author i'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.